lovely listeners and friends. How are you? Why do I say hello like an owl? Like, hello. Like a wise old owl that wants to sit you down and tell you tales of days gone by. Yeah. I'm a very wise, I'm a wise lady. Actually, this podcast is kind of insightful in that way. So you know what? I'm going to keep the hello, the owl hello up. Hello. Let me impart some wisdom on you. Yeah. I got a fun podcast today because um, we're we're gonna we're gonna get down to business. We're gonna get down to brass tacks about how we manifest some goals, how we manifest making our lives better. I'm very into this stuff, and I, you know what? I hope you don't find it boring because who doesn't want to make their life better, right? Are you with me? I think you are. I'm willing to bet that a good percentage of you don't like your current job situation or perhaps your current dating situation or perhaps your, I don't know, what you had for lunch. Disappointed in it, you know? Uh, And uh, I'd be willing to bet that you might want to change some of these things. Well, I brought my good friend Kylie Johnson on the podcast today because she is a ball of positivity and manifestation and goal setting and just um, taking things one step at a time. And just every time I talk to her, I feel instantly calm and like, you know what? I can do anything. And so I wanted to, I wanted to gift her to you guys. And so basically Kai Kai and I, that's her nickname. We've been friends since we were little. We talk about that on there. We kind of walk you through what we decided are some good steps for making positive changes in your life. And you don't have to do any of this stuff overnight. That's the beauty of it. It's like, just do one new thing every day. It can be small, you know? You want to get in shape. Go for even a 10-minute walk. Do 10 sit-ups, right? You want to read more. Read one page. You want to go out more. Make a goal to go out just for an hour, one night a week. You want to be more social. Just make a goal to, to say hi to a new person at work. Just little incremental changes can add up to a lot. So that's what we're talking about on the podcast today. But I actually manifested something pretty cool. So my last podcast with Miss Stassi Schroeder, we talked, well, God, I, ever since I put out that podcast, I have been just praying that uh, the new gentleman that I'm dating did not listen to it because I think Stassi scared him away. I mean, she basically made plans for my future with him uh, as, like, as, you know, my future political plans of dating him because he has political aspirations. And, I mean, she gets creepy. And if he listens to it, it makes me sound creepy. And, you know, I wouldn't be su- surprised if he was a little weirded out. And I'm so I've just been praying. And now I'm just putting it out there even more by introing it on this podcast whatever I'm just praying he doesn't listen to it I considered sending a text to be like hey uh so like you know if you could just not listen to my podcast last week that would be great but you know if someone sent you that text the first thing you would do is listen to the damn podcast so I just have been I've just been uh wishing on a shooting star just hoping and praying that like I get lucky that he just won't listen to it. That he's got better things to do. He's got laws and courts and lawyer 
stuff to do and doesn't have time for, you know, me talking about nonsense on my podcast. That's my hope, right? My hope is that he gets enough of me talking about nonsense in person that he has no desire to listen to my podcast. And like none of his friends are, you know, like, oh yeah, you're dating this girl. Well, let me Google her. Oh, she got a podcast. Let me check one out. Because they're going to call him and be like, yo, she's like a little much. She's uh, she's creeping me out a bit. So I'm hoping. Anyways, well, on that podcast, Stassi um, starts to plan my... Go listen to it. It's a good one. Um, she starts to plan what my wardrobe will be, my, my, my future Jackie O wardrobe. And we're talking about like, you know, you know, the ultimate Jackie O staple is a vintage Chanel outfit or vintage Chanel jacket, right? Okay. I never thought I could afford one of those. Well, I thought in the future I could because I'm very aspirational. I'm going to have a beautiful Spanish style home and lots of money um, again in the future. Um, So I'm not saying that I'll never afford it, but just like currently it wasn't really on the list of things that uh, mama could buy. So it was just sort of like something we were joking about, talking about on the podcast. I'm like, oh, I have to get a vintage Chanel jacket. So I go visit my mom in uh, the desert this weekend. And we go into this vintage store that I've never been in before. Great store. Shoot, what's it called? Oh, it's called The Art of Design. It's actually in Palm Desert off of Highway 111. You must go. It's adorable, this store. In fact, next time I have to go to an event, I'm not going to go buy a new dress. I'm going to go to this vintage store and get a one-of-a-kind, super cool vintage piece. It's, it's, you can't find this stuff anywhere. It was the greatest little store. Anyways, so scrolling through the racks, guess who finds a very inexpensive vintage Chanel jacket that fits perfectly? This girl. I now am the proud owner of a jacket that I'm almost too nervous to wear because I'm so excited about it. I texted Stassi about it. She said, F you to me. (laughs) I wanted to rub it in. Um... I'm thrilled. So I manifested that. I talked about it enough. I put, I set my sights on it. Listen, I know this is very vapid. I didn't promise that you guys were getting, you know, grade A inspirational content in the first part of this podcast. I said it was in the second part. This is just my intro. All right. I manifested it. I can't wait to wear it. I'm going to post the hell out of it on social media. And yeah, that's my, those are my deep thoughts for the day. So excited about it. I mean, if you'd like to see it, you could follow me on Instagram, Rachel and O'Brien, R-A-C-H-A-E-L-N-O-B-R-I-E-N. Okay, so that's the whole manifestation thing that's going on. We're going to chat about that on the episode. I also wanted to touch on, if you guys are not watching 90 Day Fiance, I'm going to need you to do so. It is the most fascinating show. I don't watch a lot of TV well, actually, also, you should watch Marvelous Mrs. I think it's Maisel's how you say it on Amazon Prime. It won a bunch of the Emmys. Fantastic show. It's about a female comedian in the 50s. And I'm not just saying I love it because I'm a female comedian. Not in the 50s, but whatevs. Actually, I could be. I just made a pot roast today. It's currently in my crock pot. Pot roast for one. That's pretty sad. Uh, I do that stuff all the time, though. Last week, I made a pork roast and ate it for about four days straight. Just, yeah. Anyways. So, yeah. So, that show's very good. But... 90 Day Fiance is legendary. It it is shocking. First of all, none of us, ladies and gentlemen, 
should ever think that we don't have a shot to find love because apparently you can be pregnant with someone else's child and someone will still want to marry you. That's impressive. I've never even got anyone to propose to me. I talk about this often on here. I mean, maybe I'm just not complicated enough. That's what I'm thinking. So the show's fascinating. The premise, quickly, it's like, well, there's the 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days and then 90 Day Fiance. It's basically people, Americans, who are dating people that live in another country and they have a certain amount of time to, you know, get them a visa to move here so they can be together. But they also oftentimes have never met in person before saying I love you or getting engaged half the time. Fascinating. So one of the cases is a girl named Rachel and this guy, John. Rachel and John met on a karaoke app online, which, by the way, screw Bumble. Apparently, karaoke apps are where it's at. And they, uh, and actually, my friend Zach, he did my podcast a couple weeks ago. He was talking about those, too. I've never heard of a karaoke app, but now I got I to gotta investigate. Anyways, they meet on a karaoke app, right? They sing together. It must have been magical. It must have been very, like, sunny and share or something. And... So they fall in love, blah, blah, blah. And then she, or they're friends, I think for, I don't know. She gets pregnant with someone else. He doesn't care. He's excited because she doesn't end up with the other guy. He's like thrilled. He's like, he gets to be like a, like a pseudo dad to this kid, like thrilled. Right. But they still have never met in person. They, she goes to England, spoiler alert. They got engaged. I'm sorry. Um, meets him for the first time with her baby. He's thrilled. They're that they're that in love that he's not deterred. And by the way, he lives in England. He doesn't need to come to America. England's a beautiful place, very well-run country. It was a way older country than ours. And he this is there he has no reason to give up everything and come to America except for the fact that he really loves this girl. So geez, don't get discouraged, guys. Anyways, they can engage. And then she's like back home, and then she she goes back there later for the wedding and all this. She's back home and she is a beautiful girl, um, but she hasn't like lost all of her baby weight. So she's trying on like dresses or whatever. And she's like, like very much thinking like, oh, I just like, I wish I like felt better. I wish I could like lose a little bit of weight to feel better in these dresses or whatever. I wanted to be like, yo, first of all, you're beautiful. Who cares? But second of all, you can, you don't need to get married today. You could wait until you hit your goal weight or until you get to know the person that you're going to marry. It's fascinating to me. And then there's plenty of very mismatched couples where I'm like, "Mm, pretty sure Michael from Nigeria kind of just wants to leave Nigeria. Although it looks like a beautiful country because he's paired up with a 50, he's 30. She's, he's paired up with a 52 year old woman from Georgia who, um, she will not be pushed around. She's very sassy. She's her own person. She met his friends one night and they were like, uh, uh, Nigerian men like to be the head of the house. And she was like, nope, I'm the head of the house. It was awesome. And then like blue smoke in their face. <laughs> Even though the guy doesn't want her to smoke. Because she's holding the cards. She's like, yo, I got the ticket to America, my friend. It's my way or the highway. So she just, <laughs> she just lives her life. And he gifted her a cake at a certain point at a dinner, a whole cake (laughs) that she just whipped out her fork and started eating. I was like, Angela, you are my kind of girl. (sighs) I wish wish I had the confidence of someone like that. So much confidence. She's constantly wearing like these like she's huge boobs and these like halter tops that like don't quite fit. And just she's just letting it all hang out. 
I, I, you know, maybe when I turn 52, I, I will have that kind of confidence. It's really, frankly, a goal of mine. Um, yeah, I could talk about 90 Day Fiance for forever. And actually, next week, I'm going to have Brittany Cartwright on from Vanderpump Rules, the beautiful Southern Belle, my good friend. And we are going to chat about it because Jackson Brittany are additionally also obsessed with it. And uh, you guys got to get on board. Um, oh, the one other one I will tell you about there is Tariq and Hazel. She's from the Philippines. He's from Virginia Beach. He writes her a rap and then takes her to the beach and proceeds to surprise her with this rap and play it over a speaker and forces her to listen to the whole song. I can't think of anything more uncomfortable than having to listen to a rap that someone wrote for me for, I don't know, let's say it's a three minute long song. Like, what do you do the whole time? Like, are you swaying? Are you like bobbing your head? Like, mm, oh yeah. Like what, what, that would be like if I was dating someone and I don't know, let's say like I talked about it on my podcast or like, let's just say I wanted them to hear my comedy or my podcast. Let's not even say it was about them. And I just like sat them down and watched them listen to me or watch me do comedy for five minutes, like, like a, a tape of it and was just like waiting for their reaction. It's so uncomfortable. What is the person supposed to say? What if they don't find it funny or interesting? And they're supposed to be like, mm, yay. It is the worst position to put someone in. Especially if it's a rap. If you're an amateur rapper, maybe keep it to yourself. I really, I hope no one ever writes me a rap one day. I really, I hope. I think that I will have hit rock bottom if that happens to me. I mean, unless it's Post Malone. My God, I take that back. If Post Malone writes me a rap, that means I have one. I could die a happy woman. Uh, All right, guys. I have a very fun podcast today. It's... I think it's inspirational. We give tips and 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 a little structure that we think can help you get out of a rut or accomplish a goal or show up to be your best self in whatever capacity that is that you want to be it in. And I hope I I don't know, I hope it inspires you, I hope it makes you feel better and or feel, you know, even greater than you already feel. And yeah. Oh, I wanted to give you some show dates real quick. Sorry. Uh, November 4th, I will be at the Curious Comedy Theater in Portland, Oregon. And you can get your tickets at CuriousComedyTheater.org. I'm super excited about it. I'll be doing stand-up and then a live podcast with my friend Sabrina. We are selling general admission tickets for $20 and then VIP tickets for $40. And you get preferred seating, a really cool gift bag, and the chance to live podcast with us on stage. We're going to be choosing a couple people to come up, live podcast with us on stage. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to laugh. We're going to hopefully not cry. We're going to have some drinks. We're going to just have so much fun in my home state of Oregon. I hope you guys can make it. Again, that's November 4th at 8 p.m. at Curious Comedy Theater. And the ticket link is at Curious Comedy. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just CuriousComedy.org is the ticket link. CuriousComedy.org. This is uh, this is a desert episode. I am here at my parents' house in La Quinta, California. You may recognize the house from Vanderpump Rules that uh, basically has gotten more screen time than I have over the four seasons I've been on the show. So I assume you will recognize it, frankly. Uh, not that you can see it on this podcast, whatever. Kylie and I will post a photo afterwards of us podcasting in the house. Um, I have a very special guest today. 
We have known each other. I'm not going to say for the amount of years because it's horrifying. Many, many, many. years. Many years. But we've known each other since we were like four years old. So basically our entire lives. And wouldn't you say, oh, so this is Kylie Johnson. She's one of my childhood best friends. We went to kindergarten together. We went to Girl Scouts, danced. Did we go to Girl Scouts together or just camp? Girl Scouts, camp, uh, childhood, everything. Yeah, pretty church? much everything. Church? Did we do a lot of church? A little church. I don't really remember like a lot of Maybe church. Maybe just a little. Maybe a summer camp. Were we in... I remember being in one of those like nativity play things. Is that what they're called? Nativity or just nativity plays, scenes? Nativity scene. Like yeah. Christmas play? I think we just did a lot of socializing together. Yeah, we were very busy. Very busy. We had a big social calendar. Lots of dancing. In our very small town. Yes, lots of dance. Dancing. Oh, man, I forgot. Oh, so if you follow me on Instagram, which... <laughs> You might want to now. And my Instagram is Rachel R A C H A E L N O B R I E N. It reads as Rachel Nobrian. A while back, I posted a video of me and Kylie at around. Would you say we were like five? Probably five. Um, doing a chore. Well, it was I guess a choreographed dance. I mean, we were really off. I mean, like. I think my energy was like a little much. I was a few steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I went into the splits too early and I had to wait for you. Um, I was always just a few steps behind. Well, you're tall. You know, <laughs> what are you, 5'11? 5'10. 5'10. Okay. Yeah. Well, you're tall. It's sometimes harder to get like, I'm, I'm quick fat, you know, just like things are. Um, I just you stole just that. So I just talented. stole quick fat from Adam Ray. I did not mean to do that just because he had just posted something about that. But uh, I was a chubby kid, but I was quick. So. Whatever that means. Um, but I could move. I was agile. Yeah. And so, yeah, in this video, we're chubby. I mean, we're not I mean, we're not fat, but we're chubby. And for whatever reason, our moms are making us... It looks like we're wearing two pairs of underwear under our leotards and tights. <laughs> Why? Doubled, I don't know. Doubled up. Why? I, mean, I don't know. Why were we even wearing underwear under our tights? Is that what... That, we used to do that. We used to wear our, our panties and our leotards and our tights. Why? Is that like more appropriate? Style? Just you don't know any better. I think um, with as fixated as our moms were on our wardrobe, you would have thought they would have. Our moms dressed us like Victorian dolls. You matched your sister. I matched my sister. There was a so, lot of matching. There were so many bows. A lot of bows. Can you just describe one outfit for my listeners? And it's so sad. I, actually, you know what? When I post this podcast. I'm going to post a photo of us when we were little in these outfits. They were. They, it was like we were in costume. There was a lot of dressing up. I remember neon. I remember patterned tights, floral dresses. A lot of floral. A lot of bows the in same, the hair. Yeah, the same pattern floral in the dress would end up in a bow in our hair. Yes. But that wasn't enough. It wasn't just a bow. It was like a bow attached to like a clip that had like a lace, like, like bird's nest in it. <laughs> I think there were some doily bows there were, like, on top of our head. My mom used to do like one ponytail on the top of my head and then one ponytail down below and there was like two ribbons tied in a bow on each of the ponytails. So excessive. And then my sister had the exact same look. Why did our moms have so much time to do this? They were stay-at-home moms with two daughters. Do you remember when we were um, like business executives? That was the way they dressed us. Do you remember like we would wear ties and like vests? I remember the fake glasses. You don't remember our business executive outfits? Kind of. We wore ties. Kai Kai. Oh. <laughs> first grade? Like, probably. First grade. Who knows? Our parents dressed us like we were like, we were like, we're like, we were like in a 90s movie with Diane Keaton. Like, we're busy that and we're be. making shit happen and we have briefcases. We're going to first grade. 
in a town of like 10,000 people. Yeah, I would say the outfits were a bit excessive. We have to find some photos. I think it got us ready for the future, though. It gave us a lot. No one liked us, frankly. No. Because no other kid was dressed like we that, so kinda, we just looked ridiculous. W- we were like this little girl gang, and we were out there but to we save the world. But we were very sweet. Yeah, yeah, we were saving the world. Didn't we try to do that? Wasn't that we like a thing? We tried to save a girl who was getting like bullied on yeah. the playground. And we were like, you we know what? We stomped in there. <laughs> Who's the best for the job? The girls in the power suits. Yes. <laughs> The power suits at six years old. It's so embarrassing. Okay. Well, I think that it set us up for success because look at the women that we are today. <laughs> yeah, we're living. We're in the desert. We're in uh, uh, well, we're a beautiful in La locale. Yeah, which is near. Yeah, it's not like I own this house. It's my parents' house. <laughs> but Kylie just moved here. Mm-hmm. She moved to Palm Desert, mm-hmm. and so you've only been here for like a week or two. Yeah. And so I came to visit her because I was like, oh, she's got to be lonely. Like there are, t- it is technically an older town mm-hmm. if it's not during the season. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, what does Kylie do? And based on your Instagram stories, it looks like <laughs> you lay by the pool and work a lot so far. I love it. And so I thought, I, I got to take Kai Kai out. <laughs> it's a great little escape. And we did go out last yeah. night and I, I would say no, it was a successful No, but me, me saying like, I got to take her out, like felt like we were gonna go like maybe like hit dinner then hit a bar then maybe we'll go to like the local casino and then like you know maybe go dancing there was a lot of talk there was a lot of talk <laughs> I was like I was I was I was like bring a good outfit over we're gonna make stuff happen mm-hmm. our hearts were in the right place we had great intentions we did <laughs> And that's what the, a lot of this podcast is going to be about. But following through on those intentions, you know, we didn't really choose to make this that much of a goal, we, but, but it felt good to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, it gave us a direction that we were headed in. Yeah. We got really cute photos out of it. We got very cute photos. There was probably just as many photos as there was actual outing time. Yeah. It, it definitely took as much time to take the photos as it did to be out. <laughs> that's for sure. So we got dressed up. Um, Kind of over. Well, Kylie wasn't overdressed. I was. I was in like a bright yellow, like plunging neckline. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful I, I looked a little bit like Charo, but it's okay. Um, do you know who Charo is? Yeah, I know okay. who Charo is. Okay. <laughs> Just checking. Um, and we decided to go to happy hour on El Paseo in Palm Desert. And on our way there, you brought up. I brought up the fact that like I don't have a lot of people buying me drinks. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I don't think... Like, friends will buy me drinks. Like, we'll, like, buy each other. You know, that kind of thing. But, like, I was like, I don't think I do either. Like, I'm never just sitting somewhere and someone sends over a drink. So what did we do? So we went out to happy hour. We're sitting there. Within about 15 minutes of us being there, the bartender comes up to us and he says, one of the locals would like to buy you guys your next round. We manifested the hell out of that. Because in the car, at first we said, like, oh, yeah, people, like, don't really buy us drinks. And then we said, wouldn't it be cool if tonight, like, someone just got our drinks for us? Like, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah, like, save some money. That would be great. We're penny savers right now. Yeah. I ordered the cheapest rosé on the menu. (laughs) You actually said that, too. I said that. The night went downhill when Kylie ordered her drink. She said rosé, and you said, which one? And she goes, just the cheapest. Just the cheapest. No shame. No, it was fine. I was like, get your shit together, Kylie. (laughs) But then what happened? That nice older gentleman. Okay, let's, I mean, we didn't talk to him and we don't know how nice he was, but you didn't have to face him. So 
your perception of him is what a nice, what a nice older gentleman buying us us youngins some drinks. Yeah, this older gentleman had definitely taken like a can of spray paint to his head. <laughs> it was like that unnatural color, like dark brown. And I'm like, sir, just let it go. And it was also like he had about, I'm gonna say, thirteen hairs on his head. It wasn't a lot, but like, but it was kind of bouffanted out and then sprayed in a way where it looked. You know, so- he made the most of what he had. You were you were observing him the entire time because, that we were out. Yeah, because I was facing where he was, and I'm certain that's the one that it was. Because was he giving you the look? He was he was rate. You know what people like like you know what like a little like let's say like a seven year old or seven year old boy, like decides he wants to flirt with a girl, and he he like maybe sees like a movie from like the eighties or something, and it's like wow wow that like sound in the background, and then like the guy like lifts his eyebrows up like. Mm, mm. That's what this old man kept doing to me. It was like he was in my line of sight, and I'm like, God, was the glass of wine even worth it? Like, I mean, it was enjoyable, but like, if I wasn't staring directly at you, or and, and I actually was facing the bar and eating a lot more, yeah. like nervously eating, because any any time I looked up and just like looked to my left, he was like, Wow, <laughs> very very boom shakalaka. I was like, Oh my god. We didn't, but we got away with not even to say having to yeah, say hi. Yeah, we didn't have to say hi. We just I kind did like of a like wave and a thank you and Bye. and then we laughed and and did we go out afterwards? Are you serious? No, <laughs> <laughs> we drove straight. That home. was the end of our evening. We, we got we went out. Someone bought us drinks and we went home. Yeah, that we was ate, we ate calamari and um, gluten free pizza, flatbread, gluten free. So yeah, it was. I mean, I'd say it was a successful night. I enjoyed it. I feel very refreshed today. Yeah, we got like a good movie in, and it was a cute movie. It was so corny but cute, but it, it was, was cute. But it really kind of mirrored, um, even though the people were know, like fifty years older than us in the movie, not fifty, forty years older and younger. It was yeah. senior citizens but, yeah. dating. Yeah, it was a book club. Is what the movie was called. It was Diane Keaton, uh, Jane Fonda, um, uh, Candace Bergen, and Mary Steinberg or Streenberg. I don't know. Uh, it was cute. It was a cute movie. It cute was, movie. A, yeah. But I was like, hmm. They actually are getting, they're doing more, they're going out more and doing more things than we are in this movie. Yeah, but that's just kind of how I roll. Yeah, that's true. I'm not ashamed of it. No. And again, we had a nice time. We got free drinks and I'd say we ended on a high. The night could have only gone down from there. <laughs> way, to, way to positively think, way to convince yourself. You're like, you know what? We got a free drink, some gluten-free flatbread that we actually had to custom really ask good. them to make. And you were like, couldn't get better than that. Let's no. cap it off now. Yeah. That might be your motto for life. We woke up refreshed this you morning. You don't want to risk it. You don't want to risk that it could go downhill. <laughs> mm, I, guess, I guess I'm just appreciative for what we received. That's good. That was enough. Okay. I like that. And it gave us time to prepare for this podcast. Yes. Because I consider Kylie um, to be... Cause you've been you've been really studying and and practicing this type this way of life for would you say like eight years or is that too long I would say a good eight to ten years yeah, eight to ten years um, she's very calming to be around because she really really practices self care and self growth and and goal setting and spirituality like I mean to be honest I could see how you know if if people looked at your Instagram or the way you speak sometimes it'd be like okay like it's very like woo woo but it's it's really not you're constantly happy you're constantly grounded I mean yes you have moments of being emotional yeah who doesn't but but you you live your life with very direct intention 
Thank you. Yes. And so we wanted to do a podcast about inspiring you all because we're all lost at this point. I feel like in this, like just specifically in this day and age, I would, I would challenge 90% of you to tell me that you're not like a little bit inundated with information and kind of confused as to what to do and where to go. And, you know, um, and so we wanted to do this podcast to sort of, because Kylie gives me really good advice because I'm obviously not as grounded as her, um, on how to show up as the best version of yourself. Not the manufactured version that you see someone else doing on Instagram and you think that you have to do that. Like the best version of who you are. So Kylie, mm-hmm. I'd like you to kick off with some thoughts you have on this. She also studies all the moons and astrology and stuff like that. Uh, well, th- thank you for the, <laughs> the introduction. And it's kind of funny to be it's sitting like doing here a TED talk. <laughs> all these years later. Of, and it's been so fun like for Rachel and I to know each other and to each really grow into who we are. Because we were just talking today as we were laying by the pool. Like, we basically haven't really changed yeah, that like, much. Which, which we decided is kind of a good thing. It's because a good thing. when we were really young, we knew who we were. Mm-hmm. We, were we were okay with being... We were... Kind of weird. We, yeah, we were weird. I wouldn't say we were like dorky because that's not the right word. We were smart and stuff, but we were just weird. We were... We were always we were beating to our own drum. Yeah, like we were from a small town where like people were not dressed in power suits in the first grade. <laughs> Six years old. That was a lot. But our moms didn't care, which led us to not care. So we actually also have really good parents too mm-hmm, that just sort that of were helps. like, you're going to be yourself and if you stand out and people don't like you for that then screw them yeah because what I try to remind people is at the end of the day you're with yourself Mm -hmm. you're the only person who really knows what you are going through so just because you it looks like a certain thing or people perceive you a certain way none of that actually matters as long as you're happy with who you are at the end of the day and you know that you gave it your best effort that Mm -hmm. day, you can go to bed feeling good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really hope for other people out there is not being afraid of how they are perceived. I want Mm -hmm. them to feel good about being authentic to themselves Mm -hmm. and know that they are living in line with their soul's purpose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I I honestly... Anytime I make a decision or do something that's persuaded by someone else, I never feel good about it. I would rather, even if it's like something that, I don't know, could get me like a little bit more success in the, in a small amount of time. I'm not talking like overall, because like I would probably like something that could like, um, I don't know, but would I want something that if, if it was not in line with what I really wanted that molded me into, let's say Britney Spears tomorrow. No, because eventually you would hit a breaking point where you'd be like, I didn't want that. I didn't want to do that. Like, you really have to do what feels good in your gut. Otherwise, you're, you can only fake it so long. And in today's age where we really are inundated with information overload, whether you're viewing all these different people on social media or you're listening to all the news, uh, the news updates or you're listening to 10 different podcasts, like there's so many different vehicles and different ways to achieve success it's almost confusing so Mm -hmm. instead of following 10 different experts and using 10 different experts way of achieving success why don't you just get really clear on who you are be true to yourself define success for you and follow your own path yeah because at the end of the day you are going to be the the happiest by just being true to yourself 
So yeah, so we took the time to like actually, because we were just talking about this and we were like, well, what are the steps to do this? Instead of just saying like, giving like a bunch of like, just follow your dreams and you know, when you reach the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on. <laughs> Rome was built in a day, whatever. <laughs> Instead of just like throwing stuff out there like that, we decided to like make a list of steps. And the mm-hmm. first step we decided on was mm-hmm. you have to get clear, like you said, on who you really are. Like that is the first step and there are ways to do that. Mm-hmm. Which are? Well, first it's important to to tap into yourself and your true essence as opposed to who you believe society wants you to be. Or family. Or family mm-hmm. um, or friends. So the first thing that you need to decipher is like, what does my soul, my my true essence, who I really am, not your ego, which the ego is based more in fear and uh, the media and just overall, there's a wanting lot of to make other people happy and wanting to look good and yeah. Yeah, so a lot of a lot of the pressure that we experience uh, through the media and just through the overall um, the overall society that's out there is it's much more fear based to make you feel like you need to fit in in order to be happy. And so what we are challenging is for you to get clear on who you actually are, what your heart's desire is, and only focus on that. So you suggested journaling, like when you're starting to like try to think like, okay, let's say, and I I think that you guys should, if you are struggling, which I imagine most people are, I am, I admit it. I have been. Yeah. Um, Is to, you said to journal, like when you're, when you like just start writing down, what, what did you suggest? Like, well, paying attention to how you feel. So I started doing this for more of a physical aspect. I, I always had a lot of digestive issues. So I started writing down, like I ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Okay. Two hours later, my stomach hurt. So you can do the same thing with energy and with feelings. You can say like, okay, today I went out to happy hour with these four friends and I went home and I kind of felt bad about myself. Mm -hmm. once I got home or like I watched uh, three episodes of some reality TV show I kind of felt a knot in my stomach afterwards Mm -hmm. and then maybe you have an experience where you go on a hike one weekend and you're like I got home from the hike I felt so good like Mm -hmm. I felt so refreshed so just start to write down in the journal what you did and how you felt afterwards and you can start weeding out some of those times Mm -hmm. where you don't feel as good you can start to track that kind of thing like if if it happens to be that you're around maybe a specific person let's say 10 times in a row and you leave feeling kind of drained or icky, it might be time to stop spending so much time with them or to, yeah, like start weeding people out like that. Or if you find like, yeah, like you said, like watching a reality show, if it starts to make you feel icky or, or almost, see, I understand sometimes why people watch reality shows. It's a way to like feel better about their own life in terms of like, you're like, oh, at least I'm not that bad. Or zone out after a long day. Which I guess is good. But I also think that that can be like somewhat unhealthy in the sense of like, like if you start to feel like you have to compare yourself to people in situations like, well, you know, I don't know. You can start to track that kind of thing. And but then in the positive way, yeah, like you said, like track what makes you feel good. Like a hike felt good or cooking dinner or um. I don't know, calling a, like calling someone that you like, you really like an old friend or, um, maybe even just like deciding to learn a new skill. Sometimes I think that can really invigorate you or, or I don't know. I think that there's a lot of small things that you can do that are very, uh, confidence boosting. 
I know for myself, when I started studying astrology, I got so excited about learning about astrology and reading about the the full moon updates and new moon updates. And I started to recognize these patterns when I was talking to friends, like certain uh, situations they were going through. I'd be like, oh my God, that's because of the full moon. That made me excited. Therefore, I do spend a portion of my week studying astrology just because it makes me excited. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that... um because because maybe maybe there's a portion of this that where people can hone in on, you know, because it's getting clear on who you really are. And so that can just be like personal relationships with people and stuff. But there's a lot of people out there that I'm sure are struggling to figure out what they should do for a living or um, should they start that business or that blog. And 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 so you say you spend a portion of your week working on on astrology stuff like if someone finds that as interesting as you, do you recommend that they maybe pursue that as like a uh, like a side passion or do you, and do you think when you get interested in something like that, should you go for full force and maybe try to make that some sort of business? So if you are going to start that business or blog, you don't want to go into it blindly. That wouldn't be smart. Kind of like letting your friends pick your karaoke song. But you know what is smart? Going to ZipRecruiter.com slash be here to hire the right person. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful matching technology scans thousands of resumes, identifies people with the right skills, education, and experience for your job, and actively invites them to apply. So you get qualified candidates fast. That's why ZipRecruiter is rated number one by employers in the U.S. This rating comes from hiring sites on Trustpilot with over 1,000 reviews. And right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter.com slash be here. ZipRecruiter. It is the smartest way to hire. I can see it being beneficial to some extent, but I always believe in having like your feet grounded, rooted on the ground. Like I don't believe in living totally in la la land. So if it's something that you're interested and you have the desire to make it as a way to create income, go for it. But you don't have to make every passion that you're interested in be part of your career. You can have a healthy separation. So Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say it's like a blanket statement of, yes, everyone should take their passions and turn it into a career. It's more along the lines of you just have to feel into what works for you. Mm -hmm. The universe will always show you what's going to be beneficial for you. If you have three friends in one week ask you to do an astrological reading on their chart, maybe that means something that would be good. Yeah. If nobody's really interested in what you're yeah, doing, maybe, maybe just like hold your horses yeah, that's and explore actually a good way it on to your see own. If like, yeah, do you have a, a clientele, a client base? Like, could you, <laughs> could this be a business? Yeah. yeah. And maybe it just means sharing that you're interested in it. Like I know I share stuff on my Instagram that I'm interested in. Some people will DM me and ask me more about it in which mm-hmm. I'm happy to share with them, but I don't feel like I need to create an entire career just based off of one thing I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. So it's on a very individual basis. You'll know when the universe shows you signs uh, repeatedly. Yeah. You don't want to ignore the signs. Yeah. Okay. So our second step we decided on was, so the first step was just getting clear on who you really are. And it may take several months. It may take, oh yeah, years, but I'm, well, I know, but I think it's like, you know, you can kind of bounce through this step. You can like get a, like a base level of who you really are, you know, and, and obviously it's going to change and fluctuate, but I think it could take, you know, some time. Some time. Um, 
but I think you can kind of move on to the second, third, fourth steps with like a little bit of, of knowledge of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it might take some, pe- some people might've been faking a lot for a long time and they really need to like do a complete 180. And some people might kind of know who they are and, you know, just need to do like a little bit of work to weed out certain things. But the second step we decided on was once you become clear or semi-clear on who you are, you have to decide what does this person, like, what do I value? What are like a list of things that I value that I want in the people that I'm around? I want in the job that I have. I want in a partner and becoming clear on that. And I will say that it's okay to feel overwhelmed and to not be sure of what you value right at first. But over time, there will be themes that show up in your life. For example, over the years, I have found that freedom is a thing that I I value a lot. And so over time, I've been able to build a career where I feel like I have freedom in that I'm not dependent on being in one location. Therefore, I've been afforded the opportunity to move around and to be in different spots because of the career that I've created over time. So if freedom wasn't a value of mine, it wouldn't have been as important to me. Mm -hmm. But you definitely attracted that type of career because I think if you don't, I think if you don't hone in on what it is that you value, you're not going to set up your life in that way or like you really have to hone in on it because you had you not known that you probably would have stayed in some sort of like nine to five sort of job that and just been like kind of unhappy. But once you, it doesn't take that long in a day to sit down each day and be like, okay, what was good about today? What did I value about that? What can I change? What can I like? I think people just sort of like go through their life like just like I don't know I guess it'll get better tomorrow like it takes very little time to just sit down and and even just make a list and then read it every day and another thing that I found to be really helpful was when let's say I was still in my nine to five job Mm -hmm. instead of feeling bad about myself that I didn't have a career where I could be mobile and move around yet what I did was I found aspects of my my day that aligned with the freedom and I I honed in on that and I practiced the gratitude and the appreciation of being like, oh my gosh, I have this job and it allows me at the end of the day, I can go for a walk by the river or I was able to take my laptop home this afternoon and work from home. Like mm-hmm. that was a slice of freedom that I'm so appreciative of. And the more and that you, you can, on that? the more you practice the appreciation for how you already have that in your life, it only grows and you bring more of that into your life. Mm-hmm. So don't get discouraged that you're not at your end point yet because guess what? You're never at your end point until you die. There's always something that you're striving towards. Yeah. So do you have a list of things that you value that you you update and read and stuff? Uh, I definitely write down, I would say probably every quarter or every six months, I write down my, my new values because we're human. We evolve, we change over time and there's going to be these different seasons in your life. Like I, uh, I've been single and I've been dating, therefore Mm -hmm. my values and what I focus on, it's going to be different than in the future when I possibly have a family and a husband. Mm -hmm. So you just have to find out how those things change and be okay with them shifting. Yeah. Not like a whole 180, but there might be shifts throughout your life. Well, obviously, you, 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 
you set goals and then you have to be open to them taking like different, like nothing's linear like that. Mm -hmm. Like everything's going to like shift and change, but you have to have a goal and an intention. That's actually number three that we had is Mm -hmm. once you're clear on who you are and then once you have a list of things that you value that are important to you, then it's a good time to set that goal or intention of what you want then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's because then that goal is not based on like, well, I don't know, like my friends has this like fashion blog and I mean, she seems to make money. Maybe I should have a fashion blog. It's like, exactly. It's like, no, you know who you are. You know what makes you happy. You know what people that you're around that make you happy and that what you believe in and what you value. And then it's time to set the gold intention. Exactly. And the way that I try to phrase it when I'm talking to people about their goal setting is that you want it to be aligned with who you are. So that's based off of your values. And then also be okay with the goal not necessarily working out exactly how you had it in mind. Because if you set an intention of, let's say, how you want to feel or how much money you want to create, the universe might have a totally different way of of bringing that goal into fruition. So it's almost like you're setting a direction, like a course, but you don't have to have every single turn by turn direction figured out Mm -hmm. because the universe could have an even grander vision and Mm -hmm. way of that manifesting for you. Mm -hmm. So like set the goal, but be open to it maybe unfolding different than how you have in mind today, which is, well, it actually usually is way better than, than the rigid thing that you thought Mm -hmm. it should be. It really is. Yeah. Um, Kylie said something to me today when we were on a walk that, that was um, really, I don't know, I was, I was really inspired by it. And it's, it's simple, but it was, so I tend to just like, I, I, I can tend to burn out because I try so hard and I, and I folk, I, I try to do too much and I mm-hmm. don't, I don't give myself a lot of relaxation or a lot of like, um, I'm not as kind to myself as I would be to like another person. I would, you know, I would. If I, if I talk to other people, how I talk to myself sometimes, like I would have no friends, you know, or, or be as hard on myself. Um, and Kylie said to me today, the, say the, the one step a day thing, would you say? Yeah. So when you are working towards your big goals and what you want to achieve, if you can take one action step each day, that's going to be enough. Because when you think about it over a year, you will have taken 365 steps towards your goal. And they're big action steps. It's not just like, think about it. It's like, <laughs> it's like actually taking inspired yeah, action. It's like find the contact information for this person that could help you with your um, cooking business or your, I don't know, candle business or your blog or your finance world, whatever it is. But like, taking one major because a lot of times you think like I think a lot of times people will make lists of okay I'm gonna do this this and this and this and then they sort of half-ass do some of these things but never Mm -hmm. fully I think you saying like honing it in on one major action step a day and then you think you have 365 of them at the end of the year is is a bit is you're going to take those incremental steps to get to what you want yeah I liked that a lot And I will follow up on that by saying that your self-talk that you give yourself is so, so, so important because if you're constantly beating yourself up in your mind saying stuff about how you're not good enough and you're a failure and you're not doing enough, that's only going to set you back. One of the best uh, pieces of advice I've I've heard over the years is to talk to your inner child. So think of yourself as like a little three-year-old 
and be so kind to that little three-year-old because that self-love and that positive self-talk that you're giving your little three-year-old self, as corny as it sounds. It's not corny when you really think about it. It works. Mm -hmm. You would never talk to a little kid the way you talk to yourself. No. You would never be like, no one likes you, or you're never going to make it in that field, or... Like, why are you even going out and trying to meet someone? Like, no one's... Like, you would never do... You would never say that to a little kid. If you Mm -hmm. did, you'd be thrown in jail, probably. Like, the way we talk to ourselves is so, so much more harsh. It's very destructive. So that is like, again, as corny as it seems, be kind to your three-year-old self because in the quantum world, by treating your younger self that way, it has this ripple effect into your current reality and your Mm -hmm. current state. So by being kind to that child, you're really being kind to yourself now, which propels you into positive movement going forward. Mm -hmm. I like that. Um, So Kylie was also telling me about because you do study astrology and stuff, mm-hmm. what's going on with, and it really has lined up what was going on in my life. Um, yeah, like some sort of eclipse stuff. She, she speaks about it better. What, what had been going on? So one of the tools that I've used over the years is I study these new moon and these full moon energy reports. I always go to this website, mysticmama.com, and there's a group of astrologers uh, that she pulls information from. So what I do is I read through the current energies that are taking place right now, and then I create my own my own action steps based on whatever they're saying is in focus. Like maybe it's your relationship with yourself or maybe you have past childhood wounds that are coming up right now or it's relationships with others or a focus on business. Whatever is in the astrological energy for right now, I choose to work with that energy instead of working against it. And this whole eclipse season that we had back in July, August time was very monumental in that it shook our world up. And again, it affects everyone differently, but it shook our world up to where only the things aligned with our soul's higher potential, higher purpose, were the things that were left over. So I want you to know if you went through a time this summer where it felt like your world was crashing down or things were coming to an end, trust that it was for your soul's greater good. I like that. Made me feel better. Yeah, because, well, you were saying that sometimes, you know, someone will call you and say you're going, they're they're going through something and you'll be like, yeah, well, it makes sense because this is basically everyone is sort of feeling this. I mean, and it it can, it can manifest in different ways in different people's lives, but sort of it's not, do you, do you think like, well, when everyone's like, oh, it's Mercury in retrograde. Do you think that that is true? Like when everyone, do you think that, see, I have a hard time with thinking like, is it just if you hear that it's Mercury in retrograde or if you like just you said to me like, oh, things were are shaken up during that time that you're like, oh, yeah, they were. And that must be why. Do you think you can just <laughs> I'm challenging you here? <laughs> well, I think that there's definitely like a watered down astrology that um, people tend to uh, gravitate towards. But when you really study it and you see that the the position of the different planets it affects the overall energy. And that's what I'm talking about right now is not the individual, like your specific chart or my specific chart, but just the overall energy. There's Mm -hmm. definitely patterns that show up in how it plays out within the world. So yes, if you hear that something's happening, you're definitely going to focus more on that happening Mm -hmm. and maybe you create more of it in your life. Mm -hmm. But 
I still feel like it's really beneficial for me just to understand what's happening at an astrological energy standpoint. Cause sometimes I feel crazy. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. Sometimes I will be feeling blue out of nowhere and I'll be like, I don't understand. Like nothing bad happened to me. Yeah. Like, why am I feeling so sad? And then I'll go read an energy report and I'll be like, Oh, the collective is, uh, experiencing like their wounds being shown. And so I'm very empathic. I feel what other people are feeling. I'm mm-hmm. like, Oh, well, these aren't my own feelings. This must be like the world's feelings, like mm-hmm. what's coming to the surface. So it just makes me feel better. Yeah. Cause it can shine a light on it. I guess I should start paying attention to that kind of thing. Maybe, I don't know if anything, maybe it's just good for like soothing. Like you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. Like maybe it's just something that's going on in the universe. I tend to be very um, controlling though, that I think like I can control exactly how I feel and exactly what's going on, which is not the case. Well, well, I mean, to a certain extent, like we need to be able to function in real yeah. life. Like you need to be able to show up and be be in the best version of you as you go into business meetings or in social environments. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I was hearing about uh, the the energetic upgrades that we as a collective, so all of Earth, what we were experiencing, I was feeling so tired this past summer. Mm-hmm. So once I started reading and listening to the energy reports, I was like, oh, it's because we're receiving all of these these energetic upgrades to our bodies. Everybody's oh, feeling so it's, tired. Yeah. It's not just me. Like, I don't need to go get tested for mono. Yeah. Everybody's experiencing this tiredness. I have been noticing a lot of people around me very tired, like not wanting to do as much, staying in. Uh, like, yeah, like actually all my friends, now that I think about it, like sleeping in, like we're, we're like, should we leave our houses today? Like, well, I'll talk on the phone. Like, should we go do something? And we're like, well, I could just like stay in and watch like, Yeah, I feel like everyone is kind of exhausted right now. So just be gentle with yourself and realize that you don't have to achieve everything that you want today. If you allow your body this rest right now, I promise you that you are upgrading into a higher version of yourself and what you were meant to do. But in order to prepare your body and your psyche for that, you have to let yourself rest a little bit. I feel like that's like a really good way to end the podcast in the (laughs) sense of like, yeah, like, it's okay to rest. It's okay. It's okay because you're, you're preparing for something better. Something greater that's more in line Instead of just with spinning your, your wheels and just going, 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 going. Because sometimes, sometimes if you don't stop and uh, reflect and breathe and see things, you, you don't even... Sometimes do you ever do like where it's like, you'll go, let's just make it small and just say a week. And you'll be like, I don't even know what I did last week. Like I don't even... Even though you did a lot of things... But nothing was really meaningful because you were just spinning your wheels, spinning your wheels. Like, I will likely remember this weekend more than I will remember weekends where I just was like, go, 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 like, go meet these people for drinks, go do this, go, uh, you know, work, send email. Like, the fact that, like, we kind of just went to bed early, we relaxed, we went out for one hour, (laughs) we podcasted, we, like, set goals and intentions, like, that kind of stuff is corny as it sounds, it's really not. No, because this is the age that we're stepping into, this yeah. age of Aquarius, which is... Whoa, isn't that like from the 70s? <laughs> the song? What is the age of Aquarius? Whoa, what does well, that mean? We were in this Piscean age, so it was okay. much more um, like masculine dominated. And we are transitioning into the Aquarian age, which is more like feminine flow essence. And uh-huh. so as a whole, we are changing our entire way of of showing up and of being in the world. So yes, we are going through this major transformation, but Mm -hmm. you'll find that that really like hard 
pressure, hustle, that way of being, mm-hmm. it's not going to work in the future and it's probably not working as well currently. So once we get into this more feminine receptive way of being, the universe sends things to you as long as you're in line, like what we're talking about right now, in line with your values, in mm-hmm. line with your intentions, stuff will flow through to I you. I do believe that. Yeah. Once you can hone in on who you are, be clear on it, what you value. The universe does come to you. As corny as that sounds, mm-hmm. it really does. Mm-hmm. You can, okay, in in, a, in very simple terms, and we'll wrap up in a second. Think about whenever you've tried to like, okay, let's think of it in terms of dating, mm-hmm. for example. Mm-hmm. Anytime you're like, I like this person. I don't understand why it's not happening. I must make them like me or I must do this thing. Like most of the time, the harder you try, the further they go away. Oftentimes when you're just in line, comfortable with yourself and you you trust that things will happen and flow naturally people come to you they're attracted to your energy like clench your fists and like try and think why not me and why i have to have this now it's like that doesn't work and you're probably not going to be happy if that relationship does continue but you basically forced it (laughs) yeah but just by being yourself and showing up and being honest people they resonate with that and it makes you more attractive the Mm -hmm. more of this like getting in touch with who you really are people are drawn to that Mm -hmm. and the wrong people the people that aren't meant to be on your path with you they're not interested Mm -hmm. well you shouldn't be interested in them either because they're on a different path yeah I love that. Well, thank you for doing this, Kai Kai. Thanks, Ray Ray. We're going to go, I think, have Mexican food. I've really been craving Mexican food. Maybe go shop. I don't know. Maybe some... What should we manifest that happens this evening? I think someone else buys us a drink? Well, I feel like we already did that. Let's, like, have our whole dinner. (laughs) What does that even happen? (laughs) We have to, like, talk to them, though. I don't want to I mean, it was enough to to have the guy, like, raise his eyebrows at me all all evening. I don't know. Let's think of, like, something that would be nice. Um... I mean, I, I would know. take another round of drinks. Maybe some I'm margaritas. Simple. Yeah. I'd take a, a margarita tonight. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right, Kai Kai, tell everyone where they can find you. Uh, I am on Instagram, Kylie Johnson, K-I-L-E-E Johnson. And I have a website, KylieJohnson.com. I do all sorts of graphic design, web design, and design work. Sweet. And if you need her, you know, you know where to find her. Uh, thank you guys, as always, for listening. Uh, really means the world to me when you rate the podcast five stars and leave good reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really just helps to keep it going. And if you resonated with this podcast and you want to learn more or just chat about it, or chat about it you can email me at info at rachelobriancomedy.com. And uh, yeah, oh, and if you're in the Portland area, I will be doing a show on November 4th at Curious Comedy Theater in Portland, Oregon. I will have uh, ticket links and all that up soon on Instagram and on my website, rachelobriancomedy.com. All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Bye.